The hero factor is that special core fundamental that stands some companies apart to achieve true greatness. There's no better time than now to discover and revive your business story. Your origin story begins now. This next show, all about who wants to be a millionaire or maybe billionaire, because I'm talking to the guy that knows how to make money, because he helps make them millionaires. I'm talking to Craig Dunkerley, is making it his mission to help people from all walks of life reach financial empowerment and become millionaires. Now, I challenge him that he should take it to billionaires, because there's a lot of billionaires out there, but there needs to be some more good ones, right? Not just the president, not just the guys running for president. So we want some really good ones, okay? So he shares his investment know-how with his clients through his experience investing in real estate, equities, and businesses, including Dig It, founded by fellow Hero Club member and friend of this podcast, Claudia Harvey. She's a sharp, sharp, sharp operator, and I dig it because she's dug a lot of profits and a lot of revenue. So welcome to the Hero Factor, Craig Dunkerley. Hey, my first question is right off your website. It says your mission is to help people from all walks of life to become millionaires. I love that. Millionaires. Maybe you should add billionaires. I want you to see if you could go all the way there. But I think millionaires is a good start. Is that why you started your business? Uh, Yeah, it is actually, uh, Jeffrey. Early on when I was in the corporate world and I started thinking about doing something on my own outside of the corporate world, I started off with taxes, an accounting Mm. firm, and really focused on showing people how they could save more on taxes and put more money in their pocket. People weren't surviving. People were not getting wealthy. People were not even retiring. A senior was going bankrupt. So there was a lot of issues out there that people just really needed to know more about their money and how they can make it different. And then I went on to investing from, from there as well. And did you do that just because of uh, your own desire first, or was it just something you saw as a real need? It was from my own desire at first. Hmm. I've invested in real estate ever since I bought my first house. I rented out my basement of my first house. And basically from there, within a couple of years, had two duplexes also in another home. And then I, I saw what was happening in my regular investments. You see, I was a guy who was very lucky. My dad always shared his investment knowledge, his money knowledge, what was going on in the household while I was a kid. Bit of an analytical person I am. So I really dug into the numbers and I recognized that my real estate was doing a lot better than my typical investments like everybody else invests in. So I started to analyze what was going on. Why was I not making good returns like I should be in my regular investments? But basically from there, I started to recognize, well, if I'm not getting the results, other people aren't getting the results either. So what right. can you do about that? Yeah, I'm kind of curious. What'd your dad do? Uh, my dad was actually a maintenance mechanic with Nortel. Is yeah, that right? So, yeah, with Nortel. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, when Nortel went under, uh, they lost their pensions. Mm. So um, they got some of it back, not all of it. But fortunately, he's been investing by my um, my directions <laughs> for many years. So he wasn't too worried about it. He's very well off. First of all, I think so when someone has a pension, nobody should touch that money. That's a promise, right? Right. That's just, excuse my language, but that's just bullshit. That's a bad hero leader that's not taking care of that. And I understand what they do. They borrow from the pension funds. They kind of use that to balance the cash sheets that they've got. And it's just a bad practice. It's not what a hero, it's not what a hero business would do. Absolutely. 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 There's a a sacred trust when it comes to investments, I think. 
when you offer advice, now you're not an analyst, you're really just a coach. In, and I don't want to say just a coach because you're very successful what you do, but I want to point out you're not investing their money. You're talking about philosophy. You're talking about a way of life, of doing it different. I mean, the fact that you had renters in your basement, that says something like you're a frugal guy. Yeah, yeah, very definitely. Yeah. And yeah, I, I show people how to fix how to fix it, whether it be reduce their taxes, whether it be get rid of those fees. People don't realize that 60 to 70% of the potential profit of their investments is usually going to their bank or their in financial institution. So yeah. I show people how that happens, why it's happening, and then how to fix it. As easy as paying a bill online, you can you can fix it. I like your five. This is going to get to the philosophy of who you are. Are you the kind of guy that when you go to Tim Hortons, take a couple extra sugar packets, you got them back home? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't actually do that. But when I stay in the hotels, I definitely take the extra tea and, and sugars from there. I paid for them. Yeah, good for you. I, I, I take the soap. Yeah, I take the soaps and shampoo. I have an apartment in New York where I have a lot of guests who stay. I opened yeah. up the middle cabinet the other day in the guest bathroom, and I counted 42 bars of soap. Nice. Yeah. I also, I don't know if you do this, I take uh, my soaps and shampoos, uh, and then I, I actually literally, because I'm on the road so many hundreds of days, I take them and I, I bundle them up, put them in plastic bags, and I take them to homeless shelters. I do a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. I do the same up here. Basically, I put them in my guest bathrooms of my house, yep. just like you do. <laughs> yep. And then when, when I have a stash that's getting a little bit too big, I take the whole box to a, a local shelter. Yeah. yeah. I even If you come to my house, I don't have the robes, but I have the little slippers they've given me. <laughs> I've got, I got all this. I got toothbrushes. I got everything. So anyway, sorry to get distracted. But no, that, hey. it, it says something about us, though, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it really does, Jeffrey. You know, people don't realize how much money is going out of their life, how much money is out of going out of their pockets. And just simple things like that are great savings to you, right? Yeah. Absolutely. What does the average person or investor need to understand about money? What, what do you think is the basic piece? Really, they need to understand money so that they can take control of their own money. They need to recognize that the banks are making the lion's share profit off of their investments in most cases, and that they need to have a look at it and change it. Yeah. We see ups and downs in the stock markets, and quite often the way people are invested, they're just, they're just riding it like a roller coaster. As it goes up, they think they have a lot of money. It comes back down, they don't have as much money. Now, the, the markets typically go up over time, but many people are not getting wealthy from it unless they really know what they're doing. Yeah. Compounded interest is a really good phrase for people to learn and understand what yeah. that means. Just as, just if you would have started with a, like $1,000 or $2,000, then you're 20, you didn't spend for a, a, a purse or a, a pair of boots or whatever, put that aside and wait 30 years. Oh yeah. my God, you can yeah. send a kid to college for that. You know. I often use the rule of 72 when I'm talking to people. Just to show. So the What's rule of 72, if you take your, your percentage that your gains are, so let's say your gain is 9%. Oh, okay. So 9%. If you calculate 9 into 72, you get 8. That means your money will double every 8 years. So if you're only earning, say, 5%, you divide that into 72, you've got 14. It's taking 14 years for your money to double. So you're exactly right. What's the magic of 72? Is that years or? Uh, yeah. So yeah. if you multiply the interest rate, by the number of years, and it equals 72, that's the number of years that it will take your money to double. Wow. So 
obviously you work it backwards, you divide the interest rate into the 72 to give you the number of years. And most people don't realize just by getting a little bit better interest they, or gains, whatever it is they're getting, they can double their money a little bit quicker. Every time you double quicker, it's just like you say, the power of compounding. And should, and, I, and also you want to probably have some diversity of what you do, the way of what you do it. I mean, I love real estate. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I love real estate. I own farmland. And I, because, you know, ain't, you know, farmland ain't going away. I mean, right. ain't. it's not like a building. There's right. always going to be crops growing on it. There's always going to be livestock on it. Yeah. I'm always going to have a cash income from that because somebody's always going to be farming it or yeah. ranching it. So I yeah. love, I love land like that. And land has always appreciated. It's never yeah. gone down for me. Yeah. Now, yeah. It might've, might've gotten to a height and then come down, but my original you know, where I bought it at thirteen hundred an acre, it's now it's now selling at nine, ten thousand an acre, right? Yeah. So it's a it's a, it, and by the way, I've used that as a way to fund other things. Yeah, you know, absolutely. To leverage leverage for other growth. So I think that's yeah. important. You know, and then I yeah. I like I like office buildings or things that give me cash that way too. Although you got to be careful because a lot of people go into it wide eyed on the real estate thing, thinking you're going to have a hundred percent occupancy. Right. And you're, and you're never. So you got to be realistic about that. You know, as, as we're talking here, I typically take people through their typical investment that they have right now, how they can change that and fix it and get the much lower fees. They don't realize that 96 percent of fund managers can't even beat the market. So why are we paying them billions of dollars to do it? So mm-hmm. I, I, I shift their mindset around that. And then once we've had that conversation, we go to discussing real estate. The majority of the wealth in the world has been built on real estate. And so many people understand that they or would like to be in real estate, but they don't know how to. So when we get into that conversation, then I start talking basically uh, uh, Warren Buffett type strategies. I'm, I'm a value investor. I go find something that I can buy for a lot less than it's actually worth. It's gone mm-hmm. down in value for some reason. And that means you know I'm getting it cheap, but just because it's cheap doesn't mean it is a good deal. Right. right. It has to have some reason to go up in value. So as we're, we're working in uh, the Owen Sound area right now, we're buying properties in Owen Sound that we're getting at a very low cost. Where's Owen Sound? I assume that's in Canada. Yeah, it's in Ontario. Okay, yep. got it. Yep. We now have people who are interested in investing in real estate. So they then start to partner with us and buy into properties with them. So they don't have to have the knowledge as much, but they can get the values of real estate. Hey, Craig, just a quick break. We need to go and talk to those people that pay us to put this podcast together. C-Suite Radio. I don't know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask you directly. Do you, do you have a fund that you set up that, where people can participate in that? Uh, we don't have a specific fund. Uh, we are working on that on the side. We do have partnerships working with accredited investors. So the accredited investors come in and partner with us and buy into the properties. Individual properties. Individual yeah. properties. Yeah, we're, uh, typically, we're typically buying buildings on the low side, 500000 on the high side, $5 million. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I'm actually, there's another person that's a good friend of ours and is also a hero member. And Alexa Michna, she does Airbnb. And I'm actually going on a cruise with her uh, yeah. in a week. And, and she's yeah. going to teach me all about the Airbnb business, which I'm, in, I'm interested in because it's got some reoccurring. You typically can get a higher return on your, your rental money, yeah. but it's also higher risk too. So it's a, got risk to it, right? Yeah. One, one of the reasons that we really like going sound, there's a lot of things going on there that's going to bring up the value of the real estate. 
But aside from that is they are very interested in bringing more tourism up from Toronto into the area. So they are very open to Airbnbs. So we are actually converting one of our residential spaces right now to an Airbnb. Smart move. So you got, again, some diversity. How do you handle with people in, in terms of getting them to understand their philosophy around their investment strategy? Because I got to imagine some are like risk adverse, some like me, like, let's go, baby, roll the dice. You know, yeah. although as I get older, I'm less risk adverse, right? But I'm also smarter than I was when I was in my 20s, right? So right. how do you help people or what do you tell them in terms of good, better, best kind of philosophies of, on risk that they might want to take or not take? I start off with the conversation of showing them what they're losing in their investments right now. And most people are shocked about that when they see it and actually get uh, pretty upset that yeah. how much they're losing. So that kind of sets the ground basis. By the way, that's, that, that's 100% of the people, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, listen, anyone that's listening right now, you, I know, me too, me too. I'm not doing some certain things I should be doing and uh, money's going out the door because of it, you know? Right, right. There's somewhere, whether, whether it's a credit card fee or it's, it's a bank fee, right? Or it's some, you know, I'm not using discounts where I could get the discounts, right? Or even maybe switching a credit card over. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I get yeah. free services, right? Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. And, and we're all going to have holes in our bucket somewhere. But as we start to plug them up, we end up with more staying in our bucket, right? And credit cards is a great example. I use my credit cards because I get massive points off them and they cover a lot of my travel, a lot of oh. my travel. So since we're talking about points, I use my America, I have American Express Centurion card, which is a pretty cool card. And so I have that, not to brag, but I have one of those. And, yep. and I get points on Amazon and I get literally, I put everything on that through the business. And so every month I get thousands of dollars worth of credit on Amazon. I get yeah. all kinds of stuff. I'm buying. Yeah. I, the other day, I bought a welder. I, I don't even know how to weld, but I'm gonna. <laughs> I bought one. I'm gonna. Buy one. All right. So, you, so your first thing you do is. So I got to take a course. Maybe I can buy a course to figure out how to weld. I'm gonna figure this out. My wife is so mad because she knows I'm gonna. I'm gonna hurt myself, or I'm gonna burn down the house, or something. And she's probably yeah. right on both both sides. So then I, I, should, I guess I should buy a fire engine now. So the first thing you do is you sit down with the people and you show them, hey, this is where the money's uh, squeezing out the bucket, right? Yeah. yeah. What's, what's the next thing? Then I basically show them how they can fix it. Mm -hmm. I actually have a course that does that, shows people, walks it right through how to fix it. As easy as paying a bill online, you can fix it and, and look after it yourself and get rid of the lion's share of those fees. But then I take them to the conversation of real estate, the bricks and mortar conversation, which is what you brought up a little bit earlier. And this is one of the things that my dad said to me early in life. He said, Craig, make sure you're diversified and make sure you're investing in bricks and mortar. Because just like you said, a company can go to zero. Investing in stocks, they can go to zero. If you don't really know what you're doing, you can lose out right. on that. But bricks and mortar, as long as you don't over leverage yourself, as long as you don't over leverage yourself, bricks and mortar property always goes up in value. You get those dips. Absolutely, you get those dips. But what I found, if you structure yourself right, when you get those dips in the market, it's usually because people have lost their jobs or, or something's happening in the economy. Now you have more tenants available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So, so you just drive it the other side and you build your, your real estate portfolio to weather through the times where it might be a little bit slower and you've still got to come in. But you got to make it a good deal. You can't just yeah. buy a piece of property and then think it's going to go up. Uh -huh. You got to really do your homework. You got to have. Oh, yes. I call them trusted advisors. You got to have trusted advisors. And people say, well, I don't want to pay for that. Well, okay. You're going to pay for it one way or the other. 
<laughs> you're going to pay for it in mistakes, or you can pay for it up front not to make the mistakes. I'd prefer to do that. You got a heart problem, go to a cardiologist, not a general practitioner. You've got an investment that you want to make. Go find somebody that's really good, the top of the top of the top, somebody, somebody exactly like Craig, and, and say, hey, show me, baby, show me how to make some more money with this deal. Poke, poke yeah. holes in it. I tell you to yeah. poke holes in it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's well known, right? If you want success, find somebody who's been successful in what you want and, you know, connect up with them, work with them, right? Tell me about the wealth that we're losing through like bank and investment fees. What are some of those examples? Well, basically, if you, if you look at the fees that you're paying in your investments, typically it's around 3%. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it, if you, if you didn't have that fee come out of your account, so let's say you've got a $100,000 investment and you have a $3,000 fee come out one year. Well, the rule is 72. The stock market goes up on average about 8.6% per year. So let's say 9%. That means that money would double in eight years, right? So by eight years, if you'd left it in, that 3,000 would be worth six. If you left it another eight years, it would be worth 12. And another eight years would be worth 24. And then you flip to year two. What happens to year two? Year two, you lose another 3,000. Eight years later, it would double compounding that over 25 years, an investment that would grow to $786,000, so $100,000 investment wow. that would grow to $786,000 without the fee. When you add the fee, it's only going to grow to $385,000. Wow. The bank fees have eroded $401,000 of the potential investment. And they're using your money for other people, right? And they're making Absolutely. money with your money. So they're putting that into their bucket and they're using it to, to compound their own bucket, right? Yeah, oh, man. yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then when we, go, when we go to the real estate side of it, yeah. I like to double dip if I can yep. <laughs> in my investments. And one of the things that I recognize, a lot of people look to invest in a metropolitan area when they look to invest. And typically, like you look at Toronto, you're going to get a, about a 3.5% cap rate, 3 to 3.5% 3 cap rate in Toronto. Yes, you're buying because it's going to appreciate, but you're getting very little cash flow. By the time you cover your mortgage and your expenses, you're getting pretty much no cash flow. It's yeah. all bought for appreciation. But when we look at a community like that we've invested in now, we go in and we buy the property cheap. Up in Owen Sound, the typical cap rates are 8%. So it means you're buying because you're going to get a nice cash flow, but you're not expecting appreciation. So in, in the city, you get appreciation. That's a bonus. Yeah, that's a bonus. In the city, you get appreciation, but no cash flow. In the rural areas, you get cash flow, but no appreciation. But when you buy a property at a discount, and then you do the work to make it better, and you raise the value of the property. Our first property in Owen Sound, we bought in March last year. And basically, from just raising the rents on four units, doing some renovations and stuff like that, bringing up the rents. We took the building from a million dollars to a million three in six months. By the wow. time we're done, it'll be worth two million one. So we're getting the cash flow and the appreciation. Yeah, that's just awesome. And the other thing is, what about for people like, let's say you just bought a fourplex, like you just mentioned, you mm -hmm. bought a fourplex. Craig, I don't want to manage that crap. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to talk to those people. No, no, no. I mean, they're nice people, whoever rents, but I mean, I don't, I got, I am not running out there at midnight and unplugging a toilet. Okay. I yeah. mean, I can, and I would, if can, I can find other people that can do that for me, can I? 
Yeah, absolutely. Been there, done that. You know, all my yeah. original investments, that what I, what I did. I remember getting a call at two in the morning because the, the lady on, on, on the upstairs had put her garbage can in the middle of the driveway. So the lady in the downstairs couldn't get in the driveway. So she <laughs> called me at two in the morning. It's like, are you kidding me? Right? Figure it out. You're adults. I, I went through that to, to get my own experience. I'm, I'm an analytical, I'm a hands-on type of guy. I went through that. Now I use property managers and supers, and you're 100% right. So many people would like to invest in real estate, but they don't want that. They don't want a piece of property that somebody's going to bust their wall and they got to go take it, look yeah. after it. So that's where, that's where we come in, and, and individuals can come in as passive investors, and they don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. By the way, I, in, in my business buildings, I either buy the buildings I'm using, that's one, Mm-hmm. And then, because I'm then, if I'm renting from myself, and I set up a separate LLC that you know to pay myself there, take advantage. It's got pluses and minuses. Then, by the way, I also lease to companies like I don't know IBM. So yep. you know, I, I so they're not going anywhere. And I'm signing four years, six years, and sometimes I take a risk. The market goes up, and I miss the miss the increase. Now I've learned to put in accelerators. You know, that if right. the market's this and this, and but it only goes this much. I'm okay with that. That's just steady. Then I know what I'm getting. You know, that's cool. That's cool. Hey, let's take a quick break if we can, and we'll be right back. C-Suite Radio. Oh, man. I got so many questions. So you also (laughs) invest in companies because that's how we met. Dig It. And you did that with fellow Hero Club member, Claudia Harvey. How did you decide to invest in Dig It, which was a hot company, by the way? And why didn't you call me? (laughs) <laughs> Why didn't you call me when you did it? Next time I will. Next time I will. Well, we didn't know uh, each other. We didn't know each yeah, other. No, we didn't. We didn't. Claudia and I uh, ran into each other uh, at uh, speaking events. We were both speaking at the National Club in um, Toronto. She happened to be finished her presentation. So she walks into my room and listened to what I had to say. And there was some synergies. So uh, she saw great value in using my my strategies to invest, my strategies for taxes, even business owners. Many business owners don't write off anywhere near as much as what they can be writing off. But anyways, aside from that, so we, we really connected and I, I saw Claudia as a very strategic person. I'm very analytical and together we work together very well. She got to a point where she was, I don't know if you, well, I know you're aware of it, but for your listeners, Claudia and her business partner had got a deal from Kevin O'Leary on Dragon's Den for yep. um, the uh, company. And it came to a point where Kevin was going to the US and what have you. And he actually refers to Claudia in, in his book, to dig it in his book, as the best pitch he'd ever seen. So there's very good quality there. And we, we connected. There was an opportunity when um, Kevin was moving to the US, more, moving more to Shark Tent from uh, Dragon's Den. He, he let the company buy his shares back. Oh, wow. Claudia came to me and said, Craig, are you interested in buying Kevin's shares? We just bought them from him. And, you know, knowing Claudia, knowing what she was doing in the business, it was like a yes answer immediately. So I bought his 10%. And then back in uh, 2015, I bought out uh, Claudia's other partner and became Claudia's full partner in that business. And just just loving it. Fantastic business and a great lady to work with. Yeah, and, and who would who would have known that you like garden gloves? I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, but a great product. I, every time I, I I've given them to my wife, she works in the garden. She loves them. She's absolutely just a huge, huge fan of the product, and that it's so great to see what you and yeah. Claudia, and, Cla- and Claudia is a yeah, sharp yeah. operator. Yeah, definitely she is. You know, when I had the opportunity to partner with her, for sure. 
Let me ask you, what would, what what is your dream investment with a couple minutes that we got left? What's your dream investment? Any type of business that you're interested in besides real estate or is it just real estate? I want to just touch on Digit for a second because we got a wonderful product that came out last year. So oh, cool. investing in Digit that got that, it's actually a polymer dot that you put on your skin when you go out in the sun. And you put your suntan lotion all over your body, including over the dot. And as your UV protection starts to wear off, it starts to turn purple and tells you when to reapply your sunblock. It's good for all day. And so many people don't realize how much exposure they're getting to UV because they don't have anything showing them what is happening to their skin. So investing in day it grew to that item. Absolutely love it. But when I talk about my, my favorite to invest in, it is definitely real estate, grown real estate portfolios. We bought a, a bunch of houses in Detroit five years ago when they were low as $500 a piece. Now we're building the Owen Sound piece. And then once we're done building Owen Sound, it's where's the next city that we can move into and take over a large spot. If you had to do any one thing over again, what would it be? I would have bought a lot more real estate a lot earlier. <laughs> I wouldn't have started. I wouldn't have started as small. I would have left my corporate world and done real estate full on a lot earlier. Well, that's good advice. I appreciate it, Craig. Thanks so much for being a part of the Hero Factor on C-Suite Radio. Great guest. Great, great, great stuff. Good conversation. We're going to have to have you back. Awesome. Fantastic, Jeffrey. One of the best interviews I've had. Love working with you guys in C-Suite and the Hero Club. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you for having me on. All right. Thanks, brother. All right. Have a great day. At the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. Let me tell you what I learned today. Get in early. Invest. Invest. The stuff your mom and dad told you about, like put it in the bank. It compounds itself, makes money. You make money right off the bat there. The other thing I learned, hey, get in there after those fees, need to do that. And then last but not least, boy, find some real estate. I think that's always a good thing to do early, early, early. Get with some friends. All of you put in, you know, 5,000, 10,000 or 1,000. Start with something and buy a little piece of property somewhere and you'd be amazing what it turns into. So that's what I learned right here on The Hero Factor with Jeffrey Hazlett. Make sure to tell a friend. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Hero Factor podcast on C-Suite Radio. Find this and other podcasts like this on csuiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.